0: And PK, it's 975 at 1280 the zone. We are joined now by Steve Cleveland. He's our basketball insider and he joins us on the mountain the courtesy of mountainland supply every week right here on 975 and 1280 the zone. Mountainland Supply, where the pros go for plumbing, landscaping, irrigation, agricultural irrigation, HVAC parts, tools, and safety equipment. Find a location near you at Mountainland.com. Steve, good morning.
1: Good morning.
0: Thank you, Steve. You're welcome. welcome. <laughs> Steve,
1: how are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's, uh, we've had uh, a lot of colder weather for Central California, a lot of rain, but uh, it's all good.
0: Excellent. The uh, Utah Jazz have a lot of guys going into health and safety protocol. They were the last team to put a guy in, but Joe Ingles went in, and then Rudy Gobert went in a couple days later, and now we got word on uh, Sunday that Rudy Gay and Elijah Hughes are going in as well. The Jazz are down a starter and two subs who play a pretty good chunk of time themselves. So how much should Jazz fans be sweating the results now, and how much do you just have to get through the next, I don't know, week or two, whatever it turns out to be?
1: You know, I I mean, it's an unfortunate circumstance. The Jazz should feel very blessed that uh, they haven't had to deal with what a lot of the teams in the the league have. I think the Jazz, I mean, they're kind of the last bastion of people, you know, programs to actually get get hit pretty hard. But, I mean, that's what's happening throughout the league. What has been amazing to me and a lot as as I've watched games and little bits and pieces of games is how many really good players there are in the NBA. <laughs> Guys I've never heard of, you know, dropping twenty five or dropping twenty seven and they're you know, they're they're playing six or seven minutes a game. So, uh it it does say something about the depth and the talent, especially some of the young talent in the league that uh you know, it's all of a sudden you think it's going to be a blowout and two or three people that we had never heard of, you know, score 15, 18, 20 points. There's a lot of good players in the league, and not all of them are playing just because of the depth and the talent of this league. So that has been something that's been a little bit surprising and uh, that other people have had a chance to step up. And, you know, you do that, your team gets better. You, you can't afford losses, a lot of losses, but uh, that's that's the way it is. So... Uh, I, I don't think the Jazz. I mean, obviously, anytime you're missing people who are getting significant minutes, it's gonna you're gonna have to make adjustments. But I think for the Jazz, most of their leading scorers, guys that uh, have been carrying that team are still playing.
2: Yeah, and and you look at it, and my my thought is maybe it'll change going forward. Uh, because if guys are out and a bunch of teams have you know key players out, four and five guys, it's going to be hard for them to win. We saw it the other night in Toronto. The Jazz, by their own uh, doing, you know, sat basically everyone, and so the young guys yep. had a nice first half, and then Van Fleet did what he did in the second half, so they ended up losing the game. So I'm thinking that you know maybe it waters down the regular season, but to date, though. If I make that argument, I don't know that I have the standings to back me up because it looks like the best teams in the West, particularly, and sticking with the West, they're where they're supposed to be. One, two, three with the Jazz, and the Grizzlies got a lot of young talent there. Uh, obviously, Morant and that Bain kid that the, they got at the end of the first round is looking like a steal big time. So when I look at the standings, they basically reflect... Uh, what's happened, you know, you have some injuries involved with the Lakers and Clippers for sure. Uh, and but you're, every season there's injuries, you can't predict them and you can't count on them, but they always happen. So, as I look at the standings though, it's not really COVID related to the standings because they're trying to they're basically true to the talent that's been available.
1: It's true, and I, and I think, for, for instance, you look looking at Golden State and Phoenix and Utah, I mean, yes. Uh, Booker was out for a few games, but they've never really been hit hard. And these are teams all that have depth as well. You know, I mean, these are, you know, you take Golden State, I'm going to talk about Memphis in a minute, but Golden State and Phoenix and Utah have all had protocol, safety, health and protocol issues, but not to the magnitude where three of their leading scorers were out at the same time. You know, it's it's usually one or two guys and somebody else picks up and, and, and consequently you're right. I mean, the teams we thought would be really good, though, I think Golden State has is, is surprised some people. I, I don't think we felt maybe going into the year that Golden State would be 30-9. and nine, But, you know, it's also, you know, Jordan Poole and Otto Potter, uh, uh, you know, Porter plays, play, and Wiggins has become an all-star. I mean, it's been, it's been a crazy what Golden State's done. So uh, I didn't expect Golden State to have to jump out like this. Phoenix and Utah, I think we all kind of expected it. I I actually went and saw Memphis play last week, uh, uh against the Clippers. And uh and I've been watching them and following them and, and you, you mentioned it already, Matt. I mean, Bain has been he, he's incredible. I mean, he has got a motor, he's got a stroke, I mean he he, he and, and Jaron Jackson they and they're they're missing a couple of guys right now too with uh Brooks with Dylan Brooks being out and Steven Adams being out. But uh, I mean, I know Clippers didn't really have, you know, you don't have Paul, you don't have Kawhi playing, but I'm telling you, I've watched them at other games, and Memphis is really, really, really good. I mean, they are fun to watch. I took my grandkids, and, and the, uh, the irony is we went to see Memphis to see John ja Morant, and, and, he, and he didn't play. Right. You know, he sat on the bench and walked around, but uh, that was disappointing, but yeah, that is the team that is going to have to seriously be reckoned with because they really, really guard, and they're tough, tough-minded guys, and, and Bain is the perfect example of that. So that is really kind of, a surpri- kind of a surprise team for the NBA. I mean, we all knew that John Morant had it, but we didn't look at them as being elite three or four teams in the NBA West, and I'm, they're not going anywhere. They, they just play so hard and compete and uh, fun, fun, fun team to watch play.
0: You mentioned the Warriors, and Klay Thompson is back. He's driving into traffic and throwing down a dunk with guys all around him. He's not worried about how he's landing, if he's going to get bumped, if he's going to – boy, there was no fear whatsoever. And I'm curious if you can think of anyone who has been out for two and a half years straight – you know Bernard King was out a long time ago for yeah. a full year, and his comeback was treated like the biggest thing ever. But that was one year, not two and a half years. And Grant Hill missed a lot of time, but he played forty-seven games over four years, so obviously he missed a lot of time. But he did play some. Bill Walton, I, I don't, I can't think of a parallel for a guy who was completely shut down for two and a half seasons.
1: No, you know, you know, the thing is, when I was, when they were going through all that, and I and I watched a bit of that game last night, and I. I just thought the mental part and the emotional part of doing that, I mean, yes, there was all of the physical that had to be dealt with and all of the the, the physical therapy and all the, the magnitude of all the things that had to be done with doctors. But, I mean, I'm telling you, right, just the emotional well-being and the mental health uh, of, of going through that. And it's something that you have such passion for and, and in your mind, you're thinking, because think our minds do things to us. And just the idea that he might get hurt again. and just, just, He seemed to play, you know, pretty free, free and with reckless abandon. And, 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 and mind you, you know, two and a half years, he's, he's been working and everything that I've heard that's been reported is that, you know, he's done everything he can possibly do. But I, I don't think we can underestimate the mental and emotional part of coming back and how hard that had to be especially when someone that's been at the top of the mountain has won championships. And uh, I, I just thought in, my, in, my, in his gut, you know, it's kind of like you, you thought you're going to come up. You know, I just got to be positive. I got to play my game. I got to do what I, I got to be smart and not get in positions where I could hurt myself. Uh, he probably had to have a lot of counseling and a lot of friends talking through this thing because maybe the more difficult part would be the mental and the emotional part and not the physical. The body healed got it where it needs to be. Uh, but the the journey that he had mentally and emotionally, I can't even imagine.
2: Do you install them as the favorites then, or you still want to see? Uh,
1: you know, I, I, I still want to see. I mean, I, I think that he, he's certainly going to have an impact. The thing is, <clears throat> it, it it's kind of like, all right, Jordan Poole has been playing really good, and I don't know what his average is. He used to go for about 15, 16 a night. You got Wiggins, who's playing, and you know, and so they're going to have to figure out how to play those people because it's the, the moment Clay Thompson comes on the floor, Jordan Poole takes a different role, and he's been playing really well, and 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 maybe Porter plays a different role as well. So, yeah, I, I think the pieces are there. Do I think? I think they've got a great coaching staff. they I mean, Draymond Green's like a coach on the floor. You got you know the best three point shooter ever, and who's also plays with a very high IQ. I mean, it's not a stretch to say, hey. You can see Golden State winning it, but I don't think it happens that easy. It's going to take Clay Thompson time, and they're going to have to figure out how to play together because you've had some guys playing that have been significant contributors, but all of a sudden their minutes are going to be down because Clay's probably going to take some of those minutes. And so there are some adjustments. I don't think it's just a smooth transition. It'll, it'll take uh, two or three weeks before they figure out where they're going. But Phoenix and Utah and Memphis in, 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 that, in that division – are all capable of being Golden State even with Clay Thompson. I mean, they're, if everybody stays healthy, uh, I, I, you know, I do think it's going to be those four teams. Uh, I don't think anybody else, Dallas, Denver, the Lakers are just, they're, they're, they're nowhere close. Uh, you know, if the Clippers got back Paul and Kawhi and they were healthy in March, uh, that, they, they would jump into that. But right now, I don't see anybody that's close to those four teams. And I would have never thought I would say that about Memphis. But I, I've just I've kind of become a fan of watching them and, and, and watching John Morant. But, I, man, they're, they're, they have a lot of substance. It's not just the John Morant show. It, it is they defend and can shoot it, and they share the ball, just like Golden State, Phoenix, and Utah do. So those, those four teams, uh, out of that four, you're going to have an NBA West champion. I don't think anybody's going to sneak up on them.
0: Despite the fact PK sure I kiss up to as many local teams as possible to get the ratings as high as possible on talking sports, which may or may not be true. I'll take the fifth on that. Uh, I started the season thinking Barcella was the best player in the state and BYU was an NCAA tournament team. And PK has definitely talked me into Justin Bean as the best player in the state. But I think BYU, with the two injuries to the big guys, is vulnerable defensively against better teams, maybe even against mediocre teams if they're, you know, if they have the right uh, talent, the right players to attack them. And scoring has become such a struggle for anyone other than Barcelo on a given night, maybe Troy or maybe Nell, but scoring for the team has been an issue. I'm thinking they're going to miss the NCAA tournament. What do you think?
1: I think it's too early to say that. Uh, I, 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 do, I, do, I do agree with you that it, scoring is a struggle. Now, you know, when you're watching St. Mary's, who makes the game really ugly and makes it very difficult. And, but, I, but, I, I, but I agree with you that, you know, Nell and Spencer Johnson, and you know, are both guys that on any given night can shoot the three well. Luke, Lucas is more of a scorer than he is a shooter, but the, he, he actually brings something there that they, that they really need. And you know is going to get the attention of everybody. And, and so I would say, you know, they're going to go play Gonzaga, and then they're going to go play USF. Uh, it, you know, it's going to be tough to beat Gonzaga at home. I mean, it's been done before. I'm not sure this team has the ability to do that. You never know. The, the big game for them this week is USF, and who's, who's gotten off to a really – good year I think they're fourteen and two or uh, or yeah, I think they're fourteen and two and, and so really there I, I don't think Saint Mary's is, is gonna be in the top three personally. I mean they may end up there, but I think San Francisco's a better team. You know, I wa- I watched that game and and I, I, I just <laughs> I was so surprised that how long it took both teams to kind of figure things out. And and, and mind you, when you play St. Mary's, they grind it. They defend the three as good as anybody. I mean, they just lock you in. That's what they're good at. And they make the game really ugly. And, and Randy Bennett is a great coach. He's had great success. But I, I don't think they have the playmakers and the people that can make baskets when teams play also play solid defense. And BYU is really solid defensively. <clears throat> you know, one of the things I sat there, and I, when I coached, And we all went through times where you go three or four or five minutes. I I was a little surprised to watch St. Mary's go 10 minutes and not make any real significant adjustments. I mean, throughout the year, you have quick hitters, you have ISOs, you have things in your pocket that you use. And you save a lot of those for conference play. But it, it was like they just continued to do the same thing. And, and, and college basketball today is about handoffs. It's about, uh, it's about ball screens and slips. It's uh, you know, back cuts. I mean, you watch college basketball, and probably 75% of them are all playing the same way. And, and that's fine because there, there are some real positives to that. And when you have guys that can bounce it and penetrate and get where they need to get, you, you score but it, it, I was just surprised that the adjustments offensively were just not there. It was like, time out. You know, let's, let's run a couple of quick hitters. Let's isolate somebody. Let's get something done. Or we, you know, overload the side of the floor? It just never happened. And, I mean, I, I, I've been in games, trust me, where I coached and we couldn't score for five or six minutes. But I was just surprised that there were no real adjustments there. And we're talking about Randy Bennett, I consider one of the best college basketball coaches in the country. His record speaks for itself and how they play. They make the game pretty ugly and difficult to play. They're tough-minded. But to go 10 and 12 minutes in this day and age, that just seemed really hard for me to believe that there isn't something that you do. I mean, most coaches will have, you know, quick hitters and isos out of timeouts, dead balls, uh, where, you know, you you can do something. Get to the free throw line. That's the whole thing. Get to the free throw line. Quit shooting threes and get to the free throw line. But, I, I, I mean, I watch that game. I've been in grind-out games like that. Mark Pope, I know his comments uh, be, be, uh, after the game and before the game were it's really hard to play against these guys. They just really muddy the game up. But I I just thought I would see more adjustments. 10- and 12-minute time periods of not scoring, uh, that that's hard to watch. <laughs> hard to watch. And its I know it's all about who has one more point than the other team. But... Uh, well, we shall see. I, I think BYU going back to uh, to them and the, the A tournament. I think they have the pedigree right now. I think it, I think the the experts have them in the tournament. And uh, but they're not they're not going to be able to have slip ups. I mean, they they can't lose the teams that that they're not supposed to lose to. And going on the road in the WCC for BYU and for everybody sometimes can be a little bit of a challenge. And so it, it'll be interesting. I, I do believe if they can finish second in this conference, even finish third. That there's going to be at least three teams go. But whether there's going to be four teams, I don't know. But San Francisco has put themselves in a position right now. If San Francisco beats BYU at home, then you know you're 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 in a situation where you got to beat them at home. And so uh, I think they're still in. I, I I like where they're at in terms of the uh, of their body of work, but they they can't have two or three losses to teams they shouldn't have to and and then get into the tournament. So that that staff seems to really prepare well defensively. I don't see that happening, but this is a tough week for BYU. I mean, they go to Zags, go to San Francisco. We're going to find out uh, how they respond to that, and I I would imagine that obviously they'll be prepared, but those will be two tough tasks.
0: Steve Cleveland, he's our basketball insider, brought to you by Mountain Su- Mountainland Supply every week here on The Zone. Steve, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you again next week.
1: Thanks, you guys. Take care.
0: DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. It's time to welcome in Andrew Reinhart right now from Wasatch Medical. He's got a breakthrough treatment for ED that does not involve pills, injections, or side effects. Andrew, welcome to the show. Tell us all about it.
3: Well, that's right. We call it breakthrough because it's not a pill, which is the only thing that essentially has existed, or at least the most common thing for 30 years. Uh, I am yet to meet a man that enjoys getting a prescription, going to the pharmacy, taking a pill, playing this big timing game uh, for his love life. We now, as far as I know, it's the only thing. It's called acoustic wave therapy that treats the root cause problem of ED the pressure waves repair and open up the blood vessels and improve circulation enough, we can get rid of the ED. Or if you're out there listening, maybe younger, and you just want more blood flow, we do a lot of that as well here at Wasatch Medical.
0: You have a lot of uh, research now piling up. And you have it, but you didn't do it.
3: Yeah, that's right. This is third-party clinical research, Uh, A lot of universities and hospitals, essentially, um, some urology journals have basically tested our technology on men with varying degrees of ED, and then, of course, reported uh, the results. It's safe. It's effective. It treats the root cause. The Cleveland Clinic said this creates a clinical increase in blood flow. Uh, That is so great, and the science certainly is sound.
0: And now you got a special offer. Save people people a few bucks if they're on the fence about whether to uh, call or not. Now's the time to call.
3: Now's the time, guys. EB doesn't resolve. It's on its own, unfortunately. Call us now. The exam, assessment, and blood flow ultrasound. That's free. The gift that produces immediate results. I think you'll love that. Uh, And this is pretty cool. Blood work and testosterone. If you're interested in that, that's free today as well.
0: Call right now. 801-901-8000. That's 801-901-8000. Wasatch Medical Clinic. Call Andrew right now. 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew.
3: Thank you.
2: This is Hanson Scotty.
3: Let's do it. David Locke. Our defensive issues are real. Like, I'm not going to sugarcoat that, right? Like, we've got to figure some things out defensively. Go look at us against the home court teams and what our defensive ratings have been this year. It's not good. We're not good if Rudy's not bailing everyone out. We're not good when Rudy's off the floor. we got to figure this out. Like, I don't know how we're figuring it out, but if you want one issue to look at, it's going to be the separator of whether or not this team wins the championship or not. That's going to be it.
0: What kind of a show is this? Catch Hans Olsen and Scotty G every day from noon to 3 on 97.5-1280, The Zone. Powered by KSL Sports.com. 9 a.m. Slacker Radio headlines brought to you by Lee's Heating and Air, home to the award-winning line of American Standard Furnaces and Air Conditioners. Call or visit HeatAC.com now to schedule a free in-home estimate or free second opinion. We've hit on a lot of topics this morning. The NFL regular season came to a close with... Some OT thrillers. Pittsburgh eliminating Baltimore with an overtime win. The Niners getting in, coming from 17 down to beat the Rams in overtime. Rams to win the division because Arizona lost to Seattle. And the Raiders are in the playoffs with a 35-32 overtime victory over the Chargers that sent the Chargers home and put the Pittsburgh Steelers into the postseason. PK, your takeaways from the final Sunday of the NFL's regular season with a lot of thrilling games.
2: You had 17 games to get in the postseason. If you didn't get in, that's your fault. Now it's time for the postseason, and it's awesome, and it only goes a month. We get these massive Titanic matchups right off the bat, and then it just grows until we finish it up next month in February when Aaron Rodgers will win his second Super Bowl and say, ha-ha, I told you.
0: They are the favorites. Vegas has given them the best odds of winning it all. Ravens had 17 games to get in. They lost six in a row to get knocked out on the final day of the season. And five of them are heartbreakers. They got beat by 20 in one game. But, so that was, but three one-point losses, a two-pointer, the overtime
2: game, heartbreak. heartbreakers. Just like the people who were in the stadium for RSL in 2011. Nice, <laughs> all
0: the way back to Friday,
2: 2011. <laughs> Has any loss stayed with you for 11 years? Still, oh yeah, over it? oh Still yeah, over it. Uh, 40. Uh, yeah, right is, when and, and not being a teenager.
0: Well, that's how you get to that long ago. <laughs> I was a teenager, yes, when the Chargers lost to the Raiders in the AFC title that's, game that's at not, home. That's
2: not true. That's you the could worst have loss ever. 40 in 2011. That's not how you get to the heartbreakers. That's not that's not true at all. You could you could have been forty. Hey, you said, "Has anything stayed with you longer?" I went with the one that stayed with me the longest. Right when you were a teenager. Mm-hmm. So you told. So now Ryan it has
0: to Smith be adulthood last Friday.
2: So adulthood. It, what's yeah. the one that stayed with me the longest? That'd be zero, none. And you said everybody in that stadium in 2011 crushed, they're still not over it. They're not over it. That was the you've never exaggerated more. That's not true. I was on the other end, and I I couldn't believe what I was hearing. Jack, Even Buck Jack Buck. Be, no, he couldn't believe what he saw. saw. I couldn't believe what I was hearing. I can't believe what I just heard. Somebody in 2011 still isn't. I wonder over if it. that would have cracked Ryan up if you dropped that. If you had, I can't what, believe what I up? just heard. That you were sucking up to him. That
0: is true to a big <laughs> chunk of the fan base. You can deny it if you want, but that is true. <laughs> so.
2: 11 years ago, mm-hmm. and they were 50, and now they're 61, and they still haven't gotten over it. That would be like 2% of the fan base. <laughs> <laughs> Do
0: you have anything else to add about the NFL?
2: It's the greatest, man. I, the regular season's over. There's nothing to add. It's all about the playoffs now. People want to know what you think. It's, yeah, but it's, I don't, you asked about the regular season. Well,
0: no, there, we watched a lot of games yesterday. We talked, we've got the rest of the week to look ahead. We can look ahead now if you want,
2: but... Reputations are made in the postseason. The preliminaries are over. Starting Saturday, right? They got games on Saturday, right? Don't they have Saturday, Sunday, Monday? Didn't they move one game to Monday? They did. Yeah, which so is smart. Very smart.
0: Cardinals and Rams, instead of having a game yeah. Saturday at 11 a.m., yeah. they're going to have it Monday night in primetime. Great idea. They're going to make more money. Yeah. And then whoever wins will complain about the short turnaround time for the next playoff game.
2: This is excuses. Because they'll probably then be on Sunday. You would assume the Cardinals-Rams winner would be on Sunday, yes. No, I don't care what happened before. Now It happens now. It's all about the postseason. Nobody remembers anything Aaron Rodgers did in the regular season. He had a few Hail Marys and all that stuff. But now is the time. Everything is hypersensitive right now going forward. If you're an NFL fan, this is the greatest time of season. When it starts, you're all excited. I get that. But it's about January, and then obviously it spills over into February.
0: You have any teams in the playoffs you absolutely do not trust? A
2: hundred percent, yeah, I know you're in the playoffs, but you don't matter. Well, it's obvious. It's the favorites. And the ones who aren't. No, I mean, Arizona's going in limping.
0: But on the road where they have... That's irrelevant. Been 8-1 and one this year. They've been terrible at home, 3-5. That, that's irrelevant. Philly, you got to be able to throw in yeah, the NFL and they can't. Worst passing it, attack left in the playoffs.
2: It's all the teams at the bottom. I mean, the favorites are there for a very reason. Now, they've established themselves, but how much of that is really they've established themselves based on 2021? I don't think it's, that, that's the case. Because you can look at KC and feel very confident about them. But if you're going solely on 2021, you're not doing that. No, it's not just 2021 with KC. You're thinking, all right, they've been really good now for at least three years. They've been you know, to Super Bowls, right? And so this year, I don't think it was a great regular season for them relative it to was, their expectation. It was not. But yet I still feel a lot of confidence in them because they're a proven product. The Packers, somehow Aaron Rodgers, I've come to the conclusion, wants drama because it helps him play better. Other guys would be viewed as a distraction, but not Rodgers. What's, they're, they're, they have a week off now, so they got two weeks. There's going to be something is going to come up either this <laughs> week or next week. <laughs> That's a safe bet. <laughs>
0: he will weigh in on something.
2: And then he's going to get up there and he's going to lecture us because he's super smart. You go look at his test scores; they were all like virtually perfect. So he's super smart, and he's just going to roll with it. And then he's going to say, "Oh, I sh- I showed you whether so do you it's- think you think I have to make something up out of thin air, or something Something's will just gonna, naturally present itself, and he'll seize it. Who knows? In the world we live in, two weeks is it's an eternity. It's like five seconds in the NBA when every announcer has to say that's an eternity in the NBA. They've got to say it." They're under rule by saying that. Down by one point.
0: They've got the ball sidelined, 5.2 seconds left. That's an eternity in the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty accurate right there. <laughs> Is that the moment
2: you're waiting for? Yes. So the world Thank you. you live, now the game can proceed. Please proceed. Right, they have to say that, right? And so <laughs> two weeks in the world we live in, who knows what's going to happen? You know what I mean? This is just incredible what what goes on in in two weeks. Maybe we'll I don't know. You name it, right. but something's going to happen, and yet he's going to overcome it and play really well because he's a superstar. Quarterbacks you believe in who do not
0: have a Super Bowl yet, but you've already identified the Super Bowl champion <laughs> quarterbacks. He's the one, huh? Not well, he's too bad. Even the postseason, right? I'd have to go through the list, and I've look got at the it. In, I've got it in front of go me. Go ahead, uh, Roethlisberger in Pittsburgh. Well, oh, he's done. Yeah, uh, Eagles hurt. Jalen hurts. No, uh, Cowboys. Prescott.
2: I just don't think he's a big time quarterback. Garoppolo. I think he's good.
0: Forty ers No. I, I totally believe in tiers of quarterbacks, and we could spend time later this week on that, that there are tiers of, you're the guy who can win the Super Bowl, you're the guy who can get the team to the playoffs, but you can't win the Super Bowl. You're the guy who's pretty good, but you're a fringe playoff guy. You're the guy who has a job now, but I'm not convinced you will in a year. You're the guy who has a job now, but I'm not convinced you will in a month. I mean, there are literally tiers of quarterbacks, but we'll get to that another well, time. I think,
2: but uh, I think Prescott is a playoff he's quarterback. He's an upper-level, second-tier quarterback. Yeah.
0: He'll get some playoffs, and he'll do it again, but any faith when he gets there. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo with the Niners. No.
2: The sooner they can move on from I the mean, end, there's the just, better. Yeah, they're just biding time until the other guy, they want to give him the job.
0: Stafford with the Rams.
2: Stafford is an interesting case because he has no history, but he played for a crappy team, a crappy organization that went nowhere It is still going nowhere. So I actually believe in his talent, though. But see, and I don't totally assign Super Bowls to quarterbacks as if they're the sole reason why that team won or lost.
0: There are certainly teams out there, and the Eagles, what was it, three years ago now? Four years ago? I lose track. Uh, They did not have an elite-level quarterback, but they got it done. So it can happen. They're probably the most recent
2: example. Foles played well when it counted the most. He did. Uh, but you know he doesn't have any sustaining power, but he'd been in the league for a number of years. But he
0: was great in that month, and that's what mattered.
2: I believe in Stafford's talent. He throws too many picks. And at some point, he's going to throw that's, a pick that's and it's going to beat him. And, and somewhat, okay, I don't think they're going to win the Super Bowl, that's what you're asking, but I believe in his talent. He is wildly talented. I agree with that. Kyler Murray. No. Because? Well, he doesn't have Hopkins. Hopkins. So maybe he, is, he
0: could do it in the long run, but he can't do it now, this year.
2: Yeah, and they had J.J. Watt go out. They've had some injuries on defense that have hurt them. Derek Carr? Uh, no, I, I like Carr in that uh, Prescott category. Joe Burrow? Burrow has no proof, but in terms of postseason, but man, if you're throwing for 500 yards in the NFL. <laughs> This yeah. is not Utah's defense in a Rose Bowl.
0: Mac Jones. Too young. Yep. Pick the Bills. Pick against the rookie quarterback. But I like what I've seen. Oh, yeah. He's had a good rookie year. But I'm not picking him in the playoffs. On the road? No.
2: Josh Allen really needs to come through. And there's no reason why he doesn't. Because Josh Allen, as Brady eventually, whenever in the next 30 years, ages out <laughs> and Rodgers gets tired of the drama and he says, I'm done. We've got Mahomes over here. We've got Herbert, I think. But I think Josh Allen has the opportunity to establish himself. With Burrow and Mahomes as kind of a top tier? Yeah. Yeah. He's got to do it. you got to do it when it counts, the most. I mean, it always counts, but when it counts, the most. And you're
0: right. In these next 30 years, Brady's going to fall apart. I mean, this year he only threw for 5,300 yards and led the NFL in passing yardage.
2: He's going to be the first NFL quarterback to throw a TD pass to his own kid. (laughs) And I don't even know if his kids are interested in football.
0: DJ and PK, we also talked a little bit about the Jazz shorthanded tonight in Detroit. But Detroit is terrible, so still a winnable game, even though Joe Ingles, Rudy Gobert, Rudy Gay, and Elijah Hughes are in health and safety protocols. So are three assistant coaches, including Alex Jensen. Be weird not to see Quinn talking to him during the game. Four o'clock for the pregame show, five o'clock for the tip-off. Can he text Tonight? Alex, though? I think he can. I don't know that he will, but I think he can. See him on the phone. Just hold his phone up talking during Face the FaceTime
2: him? <laughs> what do you think, Al? Hey, Alex. <laughs> what about this? You know, his parents always hated when Majerus called him Al. His name is Alex. Some parents don't want
0: nicknames. My grandfather wanted to give us nicknames, and my parents forbid it.
2: It's quite the little drama. <laughs> okay, if, so, I, if I tell you something, would you promise you'll never say it to me? What's that? You got, you got to promise first. I promise. Okay, you too, Yaccarino? So, in the Italian family, they like to establish boy. Like, uh, my Uncle Teddy had a kid, and they're big on the juniors. They call him Teddy Boy. He's like 25 years old. So, you're Patty Boy? Mama said, that's not happening. Oh, really? Your mom oh, dropped the she, hammer? She put the foot down and said, that's not going. In certain, no uncertain terms, language that we can't use on the air, she told me this. That? Later. She I'm, went, Jerry Sloan? I'm too young, but she told me, and she said, that will not happen. <laughs> I'm drawing a line <laughs> to all I'm, of her brothers and sisters. So finally, we have
0: something your mom and my mom had in common.
2: Why, she said they can call you nerdy boy? Well, you got to be like that.
0: <laughs> my, uh, my grandfather was going to give all three of the kids nicknames and mom dropped the hammer. Nope. He shortened every name. You know, Alan was going to become Al. David was going to become Dave. Eric was going to become Rick. New, no, new. No. No. Wait, wait, wait. Dave is, is
2: <laughs> not a, having it. His name's David. Dave is a nickname. Yeah, I was gonna say there. On unacceptable. Like, una- she like drew like the line. Davey. I'm telling you, she drew
0: the line. <laughs> unacceptable. Here are their names. <laughs> Deal with it. And he complained about it to me. I'm like eight years old. He's like, yeah, I was gonna call you this and that. And your mom's like, Dave. Rrr. Yeah, told me the whole thing. And I, I, I had to we'll get a little stuffy. Second or third grade. That's Dave, what, you're with my grandfather. That's what he thought. But Dave, like, he I want to call out his like daughter, Davey but he thought, or something. He thought, like that. he clearly thought it was ridiculous. Dave. Dave, he was complaining to me about it. I'm like, I'm, Dave is
2: not a nickname for I'm, David. He would agree with you. And I'm seven or eight. I'm like, well, what do I want to get in the middle of that? For? Now, I don't care whether he agrees with me or not. That's a fact. Dave is not a nickname. Well, she had her rules, and that's the way it goes. She and I wouldn't have gotten along.
0: All right, DJ and PK It's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone A reminder When you go to your next Utah Jazz game And they will be home on Wednesday night Playing the Cleveland Cavaliers Visit the Ford Fan Zone on Level 6 Where there are free pop-a-shot games Cornhole and foosball tables Enjoy incredible city and mountain views While relaxing, enjoying food and drink Taking in the game and socializing with friends Coming up next, your feedback Stay with us And it's all over almost here. Don't go nowhere. (laughs) Feedback of the day brought to you by Thrive Appliance. Every day is like a holiday sale at Thrive Appliance. Save 40 to 70% off name brand appliances. Thrive is receiving truckloads of new inventory every day. Visit thriveappliance.com to shop their updated inventory. Your feedback? The Mighty Quinn did not appreciate some things I had to say about the Chargers Raiders game. Actually, try watching football. (laughs) Food out, brain on. Jesus, you look like you ate PK.
2: I I probably would have uh, eliminated the Jesus, but. uh, He didn't. I know. I bet if I were you, I'd probably.
0: Okay, well, I'll edit it out next time. (laughs) Uh, What's he talking about? He didn't like the fact that I thought the Chargers shouldn't have gone for it on uh, fourth and one at their own 18, and the fact that I thought the Raiders let them off the hook by only kicking a field goal when they took the ball over there. It was entertaining football, but that's why they're 9-7 playing for wild cards. Packers would have put that thing in the end zone, make it a two-score game. Let them off the hook and let them hang around. Devin says, hey, I'm glad to make an appearance on the show today. I'd have to say I'm about 90% all in. I don't like how Oregon has gotten where it is, but unfortunately that's where the college game has gone, and this new NIL is only going to make things worse.
2: Worse or better?
0: No, he says worse. I get your point that at least now it's out in the open, so doesn't that make it better? People really (laughs) underestimate how much money both in terms of the number of guys who were getting money and the amount some players were getting, there were a lot of players getting paid. And some were getting paid very big numbers. So when people say, that guy got 25 grand out of NIL, or that guy got 100 grand out of NIL, well, people were getting 25 and 100
2: grand before. That's not new. Right. Because if the money's there, shouldn't they be getting it? Because everybody else is. Coaches are. Welcome
0: to the United States of America.
2: Yeah, Why can't a 20-year-old and, and, get money? And I don't know about you, but I like living in this country. See, there you go.
0: A lot of people on the game tonight. Uh, Hiram, I hate the SEC. <laughs> people lukewarm on watching this football game tonight. It's football you know we're going to
2: watch. I'm lukewarm on the... Necessary uh, uh, promotion that they're going to get because they're going to get it in spades and it sort of just feeds itself. But at the same time, man, this is high-level college football and I love college football and this is the last game of the year so I feel obligated to watch. Although I'm, I'm glad there's a Jazz game too.
0: Yeah, but when the Jazz game finishes at 7.30, this football game will be in the second quarter. Oh, I know. So... There'll be plenty to watch. And actually, I like that even better. Joe Taylor says, I was in my 30s in 2011, and that loss still hurts to this day, and you, PK, had to reopen that wound.
2: No, actually, you did.
0: Yeah, I did. <laughs> I acknowledged it. You reopened it. <laughs> PK getting blamed for DJ, you, DJ you were sucking
2: up again. to the guy I was who telling can the truth. Uh, it was me. so freaking he random. And Yox, we gotta go. We gotta go to break. He doesn't. Yeah, one more me. thing in 2011. Yeah, but he can disemploy you in a heartbeat, brother. <laughs> <laughs> disemploy.
0: <laughs> just, I would mean, just go back to that other job. BM- it wouldn't uh, even change. Well, but you want to do that? I do. It's fun. I'll right. give you that. But it won't change he can my can disemploy employment. me even
2: though he's not my employer. You got that much power, brother. Mm. Oh, come on. People have tried to disemploy you before, and it's, it's yeah, counterintuitive. Yeah, it lower level, not yeah. to the
0: top. That was a pretty high level. It was coming down trying to disemploy you. Not to the top. The AD. It wasn't the president. You got me there. Mm-hmm. Tony Kukoc's parents really hated what Majeris called him, too, on the subject of nicknames.
2: That's Kukoc. Exactly. <laughs> I loved when he would pronounce names that would be nowhere near it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Stephen Shaw, I would gladly suck up to PK, but will score me tickets to the Eagles at Vivint. Sing it, PK,
2: in your glorious tones. Uh, where did that come from? We have an ad running. They're going to start selling tickets this week for that. I mean, I know here. that. Yeah, I saw that. It's actually uh, the last show on their tour, May 25th.
0: Which will make it extra special. I fantastic. would think, wouldn't yeah. it?
2: Yes. And especially I once, when you got a bunch of guys in their 70s. I
0: once, yeah, so I I thought seeing a big-time band on a big-time tour and what turned out to be, they rescheduled it so we didn't know we were buying the last night of the tour. I thought it was extra special
2: good. I don't know that it matters to the artists, but I think it matters to the crowd. Maybe it matters to the artists. I don't know. You're yeah. right. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe so. Who knows? I mean, we just talked about trying to predict what's going to happen in the next two weeks. <laughs>
0: All right, it's time to... I don't even know I'll be alive by Sunday. Nice. There it is. The Niners are in the playoffs. Playoffs? They got in. Good for them. When do the Niners play? Sunday. That would be awesome if someone asked Shanahan that. (laughs) Hey, do you think you guys will be alive on Sunday?
1: Yeah, how do you know you're actually
2: going to be in the game? (laughs) That would be so (laughs) awesome if someone in the Bay Area media did that. (laughs) Uh funny.
0: All right, time to bring in Andrew Reinhardt now from Wasatch Medical, and he's got a breakthrough treatment. No pills, no injections, no side effects, and I can't imagine anybody wants the pills, injections, or side effects, Andrew, so this would seem to be a big step forward.
3: Yeah, that's right. I am yet to meet a man uh, that gets ED and then says, I love the pill. I love uh, playing this timing game. I love trips to the pharmacy. I guess... If you do fall into that category, I'd say keep taking the pill. Sounds great. But if you want an alternative, if you want to ditch the pill, get rid of the side effects, and you want normal and natural blood flow in the bedroom, that is what the technology at Wasatch Medical is clinically shown to do. The pressure waves open up your blood vessels. Uh, So you can just imagine more blood flow where you want it, when you want it. That's what it's all about. And a lot of guys are turning back the clock in the bedroom.
0: And you've got studies that say this works. People over and over are taking a look at the treatment and coming to the same conclusion.
3: That's right. 50 clinical studies now. Uh, That's just what we know of. I think there's a lot more out there. The Cleveland Clinic, which is one of the biggest hospitals in America, tested our technology and said that it generated a clinical increase in blood flow. Uh, That is so great. Exactly what a lot of guys need more of.
0: And you've got a deal now. You're going to save people money if they pick up the phone and call right now.
3: That's right. Uh, You can be done with these treatments by Valentine's Day, guys. Call us now. Exam, assessment, blood flow ultrasound. It's free. The gift that produces immediate results. I think you'll love that. Uh, And this is really quite valuable. If you feel like you have a need, blood work and testosterone, that's free as well.
0: Call right now to qualify at 801 901 That's 801 901 Call Wasatch Medical Clinic now and regain your love life at 801 901 Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, guys. DJ and PK, we are all done. Jake and Ben are up next. We'll see you tomorrow.